0: You are listening you are listening to, to unsolicited genius. Welcome back. So what in the sports? We have the four teams that will be in the college football playoffs. Alabama one, Michigan two. It, who's three? Is it Georgia?
1: Cincinnati. Cincinnati's Georgia's three. three.
0: Georgia's three. Cincinnati's four. Georgia's three, Cincinnati's four. Okay. Did they get it right?
1: Yeah, they got it right. Alabama just smacked Georgia, so they should be the number one team. Michigan mm-hmm. was number two going in. They smacked the number thirteen team. They're never going to let Cincinnati have more than the fourth seed. So that to me was obvious. Georgia was number one all year. They only have one loss, and, and let's be honest, too, man. They just don't want the Alabama Georgia rematch, not in the first round. They, uh, so I, I don't
0: want it. <laughs> I could. Ca- I would that. love to not see either one of them in the in the championship game.
1: My rooting interest goes to the Michigan Wolverines now. Even though we're in the SEC, I can't stand Alabama. I damn sure can't stand Georgia. I was cheering for Alabama at the SEC. I, to live in Atlanta and listen to these Georgia people, you would think that they've won every championship in the last 15 years. They haven't won anything since I was born. So their last championship was in 1980. To, to see them miserable and to listen to the sports radio today, I got great joy out of that. <laughs> Just, I mean, when I tell you great joy, great joy. Because they were talking like there's no way Georgia loses to Alabama. Like they don't have Nick Saban or something. Uh, They said this is an all-time great defense. They're giving up less than seven points a game. Well, they went out there and got mollywhopped by the Crimson Tide. And, and And I hope the University of Michigan does this thing. I would love to see Cincinnati beat Alabama, but I highly doubt that. I'm hoping it's Alabama, Michigan, and Michigan finds a way to come out on top just so we have something different. Well, what
0: about I, you, Kalita, what you up I, for?
2: I, I, I despise Georgia because like Mo, I've lived in Atlanta for a long time and I just like to see Georgia fans cry. So I hope they lose when they have a chance. But I think <laughs> that Cincinnati um going undefeated regardless you know they played some okay teams I think that they should be I think they should have been number three I thought I saw that they were number three the other day but maybe I don't look at it too much but um I think that Cincinnati should be higher than Georgia and that could be my bias but that's what I think too but Alabama Alabama
0: it would have been hard I don't, to I don't drop Georgia that they from have an one
1: argument, but they never wanted Cincinnati to be part of this at all. They, mm. If they could have kept Cincinnati out, they would have. You know what the problem was here, uh, Carlton and Kalita, is the fifth team is Notre Dame. Right. How could you jump Notre Dame over Cincinnati when Cincinnati right. went into Notre Dame and beat them boys? That's why they couldn't deny them. And Cincinnati is unbelievably lucky, too, in the sense that Oklahoma State lost. Because I think if Oklahoma State would have beat Baylor, they would have usurped Cincinnati and been in this playoff, and they would have found a way to keep Cincinnati out. I'm happy for Cincinnati, man. I'm, You know, they have a chance. Now they just got to shoot their shot. Like, like their could uniforms. You imagine, could you imagine if I they're the, the national champions, though, the Cincinnati Bearcats?
2: Okay. I'm not sure how that sounds, but yeah, that sounds crazy. <laughs> like to say it out loud. It sounds We've
0: not crazy. heard it before. We've not heard it before. You know, I enjoyed this football season, despite the misery that our Gators were for the vast majority of it. I think it, the way it played out is not how I wanted it, because I, I would have preferred Georgia beat Alabama, keep Alabama out of it, and then we just get Georgia plus some other teams. But I agree with both of you. I, they got it right. And and Georgia being three, it would have been too far for them. They went up, they played good ball all year. And we knew, we knew, if you know Georgia, you knew they weren't gonna win. Um right. but you know, I'm cheering for Michigan, Georgia cheering for Cincinnati. Georgia. I love the SEC. I love being in the SEC. I, I wear the SEC proud, but you know, the two of you despise Georgia. I get it. You lived in Atlanta. My SEC team I can't stand is Tennessee. Don't Go back stand. to my yeah. freshman year. Um, but George, Alabama, I'm just I'm just I'm I'm done. I, they earned it. I respected Saban, all that stuff. So, you know, right. big picture, kind of like Patriots and Belichick and Brady. They earned it. Uh, uh, Saban did that, but I'm sick of seeing
1: them. Uh, You know what's to be respected to me about Alabama though is um, the level of consistent greatness that they have from year in and year. You know, they're at the mountaintop and and they play like some... You heard Saban at the end of the game? He said, we don't don't get a chance to be underdogs often and we loved it. We loved it. We relished (laughs) this opportunity. I didn't see that part. Oh, yeah, he said we loved it. We, we relish this opportunity to be bulldog, uh, to be underdogs. You know how many times they've been underdogs since he's been there, Carlton? Mm. In all these years, five times. Mm. That's, that's impressive, man. Five times they've been underdogs in all these years he's been there. And he's five and six now, six times now. He's five and six in those games. So credit to Alabama, they made me happy. Uh, the Georgia radio was spectacular today. The, the tears—you could hear it through the radio. Carlton. they looked so sad. You know, there people that got hotel rooms down by the battery, which is where the Braves play, because they thought they were going to celebrate into the night. <laughs> they weren't celebrating anything. So that made me—that made me happy. The only team I don't want to win this championship is the Georgia Bulldogs. Anyone the else only is team. fine. I mean, as long as they don't win, it's been a good season for me. As long as 1980 stands, it's been a good year for me. Um, Alabama winning it is just more of the same. Cincinnati winning it would be spectacular. I wouldn't mind seeing Michigan have a return to glory. It's been a long time for Michigan, man. It's been a long time. Their coach is absolutely insane. (laughs) But... He's a good coach. So Carlton's childhood team outside of the Gators, y'all, and the Hurricanes is the Michigan Wolverines. So for him, it means a little something more. Yeah, man, I was a Tyrone Wheatley fan. Yeah. You saw the Hurricanes fired Manny Diaz? Yeah, it was time. They had to. Look at Khalid, I'm breaking news. And they got Oregon's coach, Mario Cristobal. Is he the answer?
2: Oh. He can recruit. Is he the
1: answer?
0: He can recruit. He can recruit. I feel like the state, of, I feel like UM, UM, Florida, Florida state need to huddle, they need to have a unofficial offsite retreat to figure okay. out how to bring college football, the rain back to the state. I think of everything, that probably is what hurts, not hurts, but agitates the most is all these other schools are winning with the players out of the state of Florida that used to be used to stay in the state and U M sucks, Florida sucks. FSU sucks. And when has it been, I mean, it's been the last several seasons that all three schools are are terrible. U M and FSU haven't even been in the ACC uh, championship against each other. So it's like, what ha- not even what happened, we lost the recruits, but that's what I want to see to come back, see come back. And the coaches, yeah, X's and O's matter, but I think you said this on many occasions, Mo, that it comes down to the recruiting. And so I don't know what you do at this juncture against the behemoth that Alabama is, but that's what I would like to see happen, is, is Florida come back to being the, the state of Florida come back to being the college football powerhouse, have those teams in the top five, top 10 on a consistent basis. So um, just... As a
1: Gator fan, I don't give a damn about FSU or Miami coming <laughs> right, back. I don't care what players they get. I don't know what the hell Carlton's talking about. All I care well, about my state. is the University of Florida Gators locking down the state of Florida. Uh, and I'm in and, Texas. And you're right. for, for all three teams, though, if they want to be successful, close down the border in Florida. Like, But mm-hmm. you know what the problem is, Carlton, is you... The, Us on this show right now, we grew up with a great love for being from Florida. Like, you know, you heard Kalita in her introduction talk about how happy she is to be back home. And if my wife and I, if it wasn't for her career, could be in Florida, we'd be in Florida, too. Because I, when I set foot in any part of Florida, I feel like I'm home always. No matter how long I've been gone, it just feels home to me even with the crazy conservatives and the governor just that is it my we take a, a certain pride in that this new generation they don't they don't take pride in where they come from like that so to them it's all about me what can you do for me uh, to get me to the next level what can you do for me now with the nil in terms of helping me get money and expand my brand Look at Miami back then. Miami was a school really with no money, with no money. They were just this private school, not for football. They had money for education, but not for football. And they came up on just like, I'm from the crib. I'm going to play for the crib. They that, County. That, that, that mentality is not there anymore. So Bay if you're going to go out and recruit at a high level, you better show them what's in it for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, from what I from what I. I know Alabama has almost 50-plus players in the league. As I watch my team, watch other teams, the Dolph- the Giants play the Dolphins, right? And so our star on defense or up-and-coming star on defense is Xavier McKinney. And then on the Dolphins, you got two of Thorn to Waddle. And, I mean, they dominated that game, those two. And so I'm like Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. But, you know, what I also – think about often, um, and often and going back to even we talked a couple episodes or episode or two ago about uh, Colin Kaepernick and his show on Netflix, is I watch the NFL, I watch college. I'm, I'm into all of it. and but there's discussion, there's conversation, there's perspective that the NFL that black people shouldn't support the NFL. That be, when when everything came up with Kaepernick and taking the knee, and the response nationwide, response from the leagues being what they were, Kaepernick in particular, basically being blackballed out of the league, or at least what what seems to be blackballed out of the league, that black people shouldn't support it. And offline, you and I mo have had several conversations about why we watch. Um, but Kalita, you have. So articulately share with me in different conversations that you don't, and so share with our listeners your perspective on NFL.
2: Well, it's twofold or multi-layered, I'd say. But in respect to Colin Kaepernick, when he made the call to action to kind of boycott it, or you remember when we had that time period in, I guess it was 2016, where we were like, uh, "Screw the NFL." Uh. I kind of just stayed there. Really, I had, um, I just moved back to Florida and I found that there was just more things to do with my time, better things. I was at the beach instead of watching the game, right? So it's easy for me to boycott it and stick to those guns. Now, also, I thought about this. I follow football because I'm a Gator. I was in the band in high school. So I've been at a football game ever since I was 12 years old right? So I love football. I love my Gators. I watch my Gators every Saturday, no matter what. But on Sunday, I just kind of took it back and said, no, I'm not going to go with that business. I'm not going to support that business. I don't shop at Walmart because I had terrible experience. So I haven't shopped at Walmart since 2013. So for me personally, That's I, impressive.
0: Stayed...
2: It's, I was actually 2011, but when I stayed, when I said I wasn't going to watch it, I just said I wasn't going to watch it now. My girlfriends, my girlfriends still watch it. My close friends still watch it. And and honestly, I don't have friends there playing anymore. You know, like that was also part of the fun thing and watching the league and, you know, following Javon Curse and following our friends playing the league. We have aged. We
0: have aged
2: we have age so now I'm like what are kids? I, I may remember somebody who played at Alabama or Gator and followed them yeah. so I know that love that you have for playing it but I also think that when we want to be so righteous about so many things and you're so as a black man what he was talking about you're crying at home about it so why not stand, stand with him and support it why so easily why were we so easily swayed back because they knew what to do, advertise, sell some stuff, and we're going to buy it, hook, ladder, every time. So they know that it's also a racket to keep us distracted from all the real things that are going on in the world. And, And I look at it that way. I really look at it as just a form of entertainment to distract us. And while I love the camaraderie, I love the fact that these group of men, I don't know how many guys, you guys know better than me, how many of these men are millionaires because of it. I think that's great. I'm not saying, and I don't even think that Black people shouldn't support it, but I also don't think that we should give it as much money as we do. All that betting that's done on it, do something better with that money. You know what I'm saying? I have a long time ago, someone made a statement, something like um, the NFL is akin to modern day slavery. And I remember I used to listen to the NFL, those commentators talk about my friends and I call the football players, my friends, right? As specimens and freaks.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was Javon Kirst's nickname, the freak.
2: That was his nickname, right? <laughs> but this, and, and, and I think that words yeah. are spells and the things that we call ourselves have, hold meaning. And we're sitting and listening to them call us specimen running around on the field, going into beast that,
1: mode. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, beast mode. All these things. I mean, they're talking about us as if they they laud us, but it's also very derogatory.
1: Well, there's also a jealousy there to me, you know, Absolutely. of the physical aspects. Like, you know, if you read the 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 guy that wrote the book on Trump, he talks about how envious he was of black people's black men's physical stature the movie get out you know really you really portrays that they wanted you know the physicality of it the the specimen i guess you could say to use a word you just used Mm -hmm. i think the key here is like like you don't knock someone that doesn't watch you don't knock someone that watches like that's that's the key key to me do i understand your perspective absolutely if i was going to boycott either one that would be college if i was going Mm -hmm. to and to be fair you know i'm watching monday night football right now as i'm doing this podcast if you're looking at my camera i my eyes scroll up and i am watching you know, to make some of the points that she made to, as the counterpoints to her point, yeah, I do. I support, I, I don't watch the NFL to support the owners. I watch the NFL to support the labor because the labor is more similar to me. Yeah. Um, you know, there, it's, it's made black men money. So I know that the more people watch, the more money these brothers will get to make. Um, also, Kaepernick, you know, I'm a. 100% team Kaepernick, you know, 100% team Kaepernick. If it wasn't for the NFL, though, he would have had no platform. We would have never known about Kaepernick. Right. Right. Um, and I just watched the actions, too. His boy, Eric Reed, you know, he got back into the league and played a few more years right. and right. used that platform to further right. his message. Right. The greater expectation to me is college football. Like, college football is like that... The, you know, you use akin to slavery and none of it's slavery, because slavery was just awful. But college football for hundreds of years now didn't pay the labor. Cool. Like these people literally made billions of dollars and scoffed at the notion that the play the players couldn't even make money off their name and likeness. And that's absurd. I'm glad to see those rules, but they should be paying these players. They should have a union and they should be getting paid. It makes no sense. This foolishness where they're like, well, they gave, they're giving, they giving them an education. People, any one of you could go sit up to a college campus and sit in on the lecture and get the education. If you don't pay, the only difference between you and a paying student is you will not get a diploma at the end. You could literally walk into any University of Florida classroom while it's going on, sit there, and the professor would have no idea that you're not a student. So that's garbage. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just something that's on the house. Yes. That's just something that's on the house. And then the other argument, well, they helped to pay for their training and their facilities. Well, how did they pay for the facilities off the football players' backs? So that part to me, if I was going to boycott anyone, and then, you know, we are all intelligent people. We know the history of boycotting. The problem with boycotting is if everybody is not unified in that boycott to where you can hurt their pockets, it's not going to affect them. And a boycott of the NFL would include you boycotting their sponsors too. Because that is how you could hurt them. You get rid of If these sponsors start pulling back, Mm -hmm. that is when the NFL will take more heat, I guess you could say. Even though they have done some things, and I'm not saying they've done it because of the goodness of their heart, they've done it because of the pressure from the players. You know, there's there's some fantastic players in the NFL that are doing amazing things socially. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, for example, uh, Kaepernick with what he did. There's countless others as well. This is in
0: fact, this is cleat week, you know, they, they have the charities. I First of all, I love the fancy cleats. I wish we had this artistry for shoe wear cleat wear when I was playing 30 million years ago when we were all in high school, but I love that, that, that charity, the individuality, the creativity and how much more that this week is allowing us to to learn about the players.
1: But but I agree with you, but they give them this individuality once a a year. Yeah, true that, true that, true that. You know know what the NFL sells and and they continue to do this to the detriment of the players? They sell the uniform, not the player. It's not like like basketball. Basketball is a league that sells you the individual player, the Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. the LeBron James. You, You know what? The NFL, if you take your helmet off, if you score a touchdown, that's not only a 15 yard penalty, that's a fine because they don't want people to know your face. They just want them to cheer for the Buffalo Bills, not for Stefan Diggs. Like, I'll give you an example, man. If Stefan Diggs walked into your local supermarket, you think anybody would know that that's Stefan Diggs?
2: I wouldn't
1: know. Nobody would know. Nope. But if, if, Draymond Green, who's not even on the level of Steph Curry or LeBron James, who's not as good as some of these football players are at their job, walked into the supermarket, everybody would know it's Draymond Green because he runs around in a tank top and shorts and his face is visible. Like, his fa- the, the helmet is a, is a gift and a curse. It protects them, but mm-hmm. it, it, it keeps them from making even more money as a brand because no one knows who the hell these guys are outside of the quarterbacks who until recently have been predominantly white.
0: And that was actually, that you talk about the helmets, that was one of the other challenges kind of thrown out, not necessarily a black thing, but just a football thing was around the concussions. And so much harm, The game it's a dangerous sport, period, point blank, always has been, always will be. But then what they didn't do to support the players from the past when it came to concussions, CTE, and all these other things that, They are evolving to, I think a lot may still be under works, but there has been strides made in that direction, including the improvement of the, um, the helmets. But, you know, for me, and I appreciate both of you all's perspective, because I think as you stated, Mo, it isn't to chastise somebody who doesn't watch. It isn't to chastise somebody who does watch, I think follow your heart and, but we all recognize that there are are issues that need to be addressed, social injustices that the the NFL ultimately epitomizes. I watch, football is in my heart. You know, I, I go back to when I was a child, that's all, all I wanted to do was play football at Scott Lake Park and to have done that to to step on that field that first time I was scared as hell, but I was happy to be out there and then to play three, four years in elementary, middle school out there. I mean, that that was, nobody could have stopped me from wanting to do that. I played in high school. That
1: not was not it. God because he's undersized America. He's <laughs> undersized. Well, when you play,
0: <laughs> when you play Optimist, everybody's same size. That's when I was beast and defensive MVP and all that other stuff. But then high school, little lightning ass, uh what's my man used to play running back for uh you saw how we
1: threw he was defensive MVP in there, right? I hope. When I was little there. though, I
0: was a little kid. This <laughs> when when size was equal. But you remember when, when, when size MVP. was equal? <laughs> I remember the interception I got against our rival Carroll City my junior year. That that my name was in the paper. I still got the article. I showed my son. Uh but uh but Najee Daniel, I will also Your say that Najee a Najee no, <laughs> not nah, nah, legend, just had a moment, had a couple moments because the other moment was Najee Davenport ran my ass over and it was like, nah, you don't belong. This is how you know. This is on another level, You, this, I'm done. That was, that was my I'm done point. But all that to say is football is in my heart. I got a football family. I didn't, my son, he loves it. I didn't force it. I don't want him living through me. I would prefer he played golf, but I enjoy it. I'm inspired by it, motivated by it, entertained by it, but also recognize in it, all that exists from the bias and the ownership and the fact that the owners don't reflect not even just the owners but the front office does not reflect who is actually making this sport what it is and i think that's where the disconnect happens is we don't have enough black coaches. We don't have enough black general managers. We don't have enough black presidents. We don't have enough black leaders in the NFL and like politics and these other things. And even when you go to the NCAA, it's all intentional. It's all predicated on the racist design that is the USA. So,
1: I love but, it. You know, I one watch of the biggest it. problems though is the fans, Carlton, is the fans because Explain. Like Kaepernick taking a knee, right? Was so insulting to people. And, and to the white fans, it was it was horrific because it's like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to watch. <laughs> it's the it's the mindset of black people are here to entertain, and that's mm, all they I should hear do. You. The shut up I and dribble you. mentality of it mm-hmm. definitely annoys and another part is whenever there's like a labor dispute between the owners and the players, right? Yeah, right, right, right. The right. fans almost always side with the owners, even though they're labor just like the players. They mm-hmm. are closer to the players than they are to the owners. And they'll tell you, oh, oh, I, I wish I could be out there playing for millions of dollars for a game that I love. But you can't because you, you suck. Can't. <laughs> but you see a young black kid out there doing it and making millions, you somehow side with a billionaire instead of the labor that's just like you that goes in and punches the clock just like you every day. They just get paid more for it because they attract more eyeballs to the screen. It's that part of it has such a, a like a, a yucky feeling to it. Like, like it, it's like the cotton club, right? we'll let those Blacks get on the stage and entertain. But the minute you sit in the crowd, we're kicking your ass out. Because you're not good enough to be entertained. You're just good enough to entertain. Um, mm-hmm. There is a part of me that's very aware of that, especially when these labor stripes come up, and, and it does annoy me. Like, forget race. Like, forget Black and white. The players are more like you and I than the owners are. They're workers. They just get paid more than you and they I. They get a lot of money. They, they get, they attract millions of dollars in TV revenue and all of this. But people, entertainment are like, pays. Oh, the players make so much. They should be happy with what they get. And they never stop to realize if, if the owner can play 53 people on the team and make them millionaires, how much is the owner making? Because he's not losing money. Mm-hmm. He's not losing money. Doc, they split up 50 50 in the NFL, right, Carlton? 50% goes to all the players, the other 50% goes to 32 owners. Right. Who's right. coming
0: up? That's that's <laughs> that's uh that's that man. What does that
1: sound like that's what does that sound like? Yeah, okay,
2: that's like, yeah,
1: that's that's just the that's pure that's fact. This is not opinion, that's just right. fact. Right. And every time there's a a lockout or a strike the fans always side with the with the owners it's like i don't understand that mentality mostly idiots so so really it's so what we need ignorant perspective to take on it so to
0: our (laughs) listeners here listeners listen what we need is for you all to go out support this show subscribe sponsor donate all those things so me and mo can blow up Get enough income and go get a team and show everybody how it's supposed to be done. Like that would be that. Let me let me get my hands on the team and then go out and get some of these champions. Uh,
1: and I don't know if it's on us to put anything on anybody. Like, you know, as you're a human being, first and foremost, and you live your life the way you want to live your life. Like if you don't want right. to get involved, don't get involved. All I ask is don't be a detriment, don't be a damn coon either. But <laughs> <laughs> if you care about your people it behooves you to get involved because you do have a platform that others don't you have money that others don't at the end of your playing days you have to pull your money together and bot teams instead of just being the labor you could become the owner um, you could use your platforms you could get lobbyists I'd also, you know, if I had the money, man, I promise you I'd pay these politicians and try to get things done for our people. It means that much to me. Support the show. That's what we need to see from from our people that are visible, you know, on these platforms. And they need to, if they choose to, you know, use that platform to try to make a change. Like, I'll give you an example, man. Jerry Jones said there's no Dallas Cowboy that will ever kneel for the flag. If I'm Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott, I would have kneeled the first game. Because what is Jerry Jones going to do? He's not going to cut me. He's not going to cut me. <laughs> so, you know, like she said, you, you got to take a stand somewhere. I can't have him dictate to me what form of protest he feels is appropriate for me as a Black person and my people.
2: But what's like, in that contract? To me, what's yeah. the contract? What's the contract say?
1: it doesn't say anything about me taking in, <laughs> so.
2: There could be some sort of like, um, uh, what is it? I can't think of it. Detriment the to I'm the team gone. or something. You know that's what I'm saying? Yeah, like if you but, if you, you can kill somebody in a car accident or drunk drive five times or beat up your bitch a, lot, a whole bunch and that's okay, but if you kneel, you're out of here. Like what the hell
1: is that? I mean, I'm just willing to pay those fines. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. You sometimes have to do right. the things you feel are right and just yeah. deal with the consequence of that, yeah. especially when you have the power to know he isn't cutting you. He's definitely not cutting you. He's not getting rid of you. So I'm going to call Jerry Jones out and and I'll take a knee and see what he's going to do. Like, I challenge him to do something about it. Um, You know, the, the knee thing got, once again... You know, branding got twisted into he's disrespecting the military, which is nonsense. You know, you know it's disrespectful to the military how much the NFL charges them to have them march that flag out there.
2: Well, you know, to they do, didn't start doing that until nine eleven anyway. They didn't even have the pledge allegiance on on the game on. Camera. But you know, the military so- pays for that, Kalita. The, right, every time it's just an agreement between Canada, two, businesses, they two bad this. businesses making deals. The NFL, one bad business in the government, another bad business making a bad business deal. They just did that for patriotism. So you could keep, you could care about this country. And what I call of, fake patriotism, so
1: because these same people that'll tell you he's disrespectful to the military, you know, they step over veterans and say, get away from me, bum. I don't have a quarter for you. You know, <laughs> pull, so pull, pull, it, up, your boot pull patriots, up your right? bootstraps, pull up your bootstraps. How many of our veterans come back from war and are dead poor, don't get the mental help that they need, the physical help that they need, the financial help that they need, the educational help that they need? The government does jack shit for them. And then you're going to tell me Kaepernick is the one disrespecting right. them by taking a knee. Take a knee, it's take a knee. But, nonsense. Yeah. It's
0: yeah, just no love for the- what
2: we told you to, Negro. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, no love for the veterans
0: when they come back home, but those that are here, if you take a knee, you got to go.
1: People just don't want to do any simple research. You know where Kaepernick got the idea to kneel from? A Marine. A Marine that told him that would be the most respectful way to do that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a white Marine at that. So, you know, it's not like he didn't go out. It's, he He went out of his way to make sure he wasn't disrespecting the military, and they just changed the narrative to that because they don't want to confront the real issue in this country, which is policing. Like, right. there is a problem with spectacle. policing.
2: It was just another but, spectacle.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. because if you, don't, if you don't acknowledge the issue, you never have to deal with the solution. And as long as they can keep denying the issue, there'll never be a solution to the policing in this country.
0: You know, I don't know that I've heard it quite put that way before, but what you describe, if you don't, if you... D- Say it one more time, so I, I would not want to mess it up.
1: You're talking about Kaepernick, what I was no, saying? If, no, if
0: you deny the issue, you never have to solve if the issue. If you deny
1: that there's a problem, you never seek a solution because you yeah. never acknowledge that there's an actual issue. If you issue. deny
0: that there's a problem, you never seek the solution, which when you think about what we've talked about today, what we've talked about previously, it almost sounds like it's the American way.
2: genius. <laughs>